I want you to turn to Daniel chapter 12. Some of the verses I have, I've given them back there. This one I didn't because it just, the Lord yesterday quickened me to start with this. And uh, so I really want to focus in because we got to pray. We got to pray for something that's real important. Our president. The church is not just to go to church, we're to be the church. And there's a, a plan to take him out. I'm going to show you that in a moment, a video. And we're not going to let it happen. The church is going to represent the kingdom. We're going to be the church. This is going to be the most exciting year we've ever known as believers. And if you're not ready, get ready. Quickly. Quickly. Don't wait. Let this be the day. But look in Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise, say wise. They shall shine. The wise are going to shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness. Now, who are the wise? Well, the wise are those that win souls. But also, in this text, they are those who turn many to righteousness. Okay, toward the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Peace, righteousness, and joy. And they're going to shine like stars forever and ever. Why is that? Because when you affect somebody and they turn to Christ or they turn to righteousness, that affects eternity. And then he goes on, he says, Daniel, shut up the words of the book. In other words, they're talking about a time of great trouble. Now look in verse 7. Then, this is one of those verses they don't preach about a whole lot. Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river. And uh, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, he swore that it shall be for a time and a time and a half of times and when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered all these things shall be finished that makes you wonder why in the world that scriptures in there and it made them wonder look in verse 9 or verse 8 although I heard I did not understand so you're in good company if you don't fully understand I said my Lord what shall the the end of these things and he said go your way the words are closed up till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand. Did you see that? Who will not understand? The wicked will not understand what's going on. But the wise shall understand. Say, I'm one of those. So the wise are going to understand what's happening in the world. Why would God give us understanding? So we can get involved, so we can be engaged. Okay, so we can join in with heaven being released on the earth. This is a battle. We're in a great war. I don't know if you know this. America is at war today. Now, it may not be with North Korea and Russia and China and Iran yet. Yet. You know, I mean, they're looking. They're seeing what's happening in America. But those who've sworn, you know, allegiance to the Constitution, they're to defend the Constitution against all enemies, domestic and foreign. How many of you know there are far more enemies domestic? And they pose a greater threat than those that are foreign. But I know the foreign enemies are watching. And they're probably waiting. Well, this week, my friend and... Um, 
He's your friend too because we're all part of this congregation. But, you know, Rodney Howard Brown, he really is a friend. We've been down there many times. We love Rodney. He's from South Africa. He's uniquely positioned to be able to address this because he's a foreigner. He's come to America. He saw what was happening in South Africa. And uh, so he sees what's happening in America. While most American churches are sound asleep, Rodney's trying to sound the alarm, blow the trumpet. We've been doing some of that too. But uh, he was recently, and I'm going to give you a, a head start. He was with a group in Washington, D.C. that was able to pray over the president. He, he asked them. He invited them. They laid hands on him, prayed, you know, holy ghosts and fire prayer over our president. And then he said, as glorious, and you're going to see that. He's going to pick it up on the video. As glorious as that event was on Monday, he was stunned by what happened on Tuesday as he visited Congress and he found out that there is a plot to take, a, take our president out. So go ahead, put this on in just a couple minutes and then we'll pick it up. As high as what Monday was, Tuesday was a low because I got to go into the Congress and spend three hours from 9.30 in the evening to 12.30 a.m. with one of the senior ranking mem members of Congress. And he told me, and of course this is what I said on CBN, but they cut it out, but I'm going to go public with this because we have to. He said, there is a plot on Capitol Hill to take the president out. I said, you mean by impeachment or by indictment? He said, no, to take him out. He will be removed suddenly from office. Well, you can read between the lines. I said, look, I said, that's not going to happen. He said, he said, well, really, there's nothing we can do to stop it. I said, we are going to stop it because we're going to mobilize the body of Christ to pray. So listen, they started a war. You know, they are so upset about what's happening because when, since when last has the body of Christ had access into the White House? It wasn't that way under Reagan. They might come and go a little bit. It wasn't that way under Clinton. It wasn't that way under both Bushes. And it definitely wasn't that way under Obama. But we have a president that's opened the door for the body of Christ. And that is, that is huge, whichever way you want to look at it. And let me tell you, you know, everybody's moaning Republican, Democrat. He actually is neither. He's, an, he's basically a populist that the American people voted for. They put a businessman in the White House because things are so fouled up. Well, if you want to really see fouled up, go to Congress and go sit and talk to the... He's been there since 96. So he knows everything, everything about what's going on. And I, tell you, I can tell you the games that are being played, how they're actually trying to set the president up in every way so but when he told me what he said that they're gonna plan they are planning the talk on the hill is the plan that suddenly he'll be removed so we what we're gonna do we're gonna launch it today is a 24-hour prayer initiative to pray around the clock and we do it across the nation around the world for the protection of the president so we're going to pray. But you know what? The Bible says that the, the wise will understand. I found just by stumbling over it this week that there is actually, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. How many of you know that? Ecclesiastes says that what will be, shall be, what has been done, shall be done. There's nothing new under the sun. The devil's tactics have remained the same all through history. The only thing that's changed is those that the devil has chosen to use to carry out his tactics on the earth. His servants carrying out the will of darkness. How many of you know that's true? 
You're one or the other. And at the end of the age, you're not going to be sitting in the middle. You're not going to be on the fence. You're either going to be for Christ or you're going to be anti-Christ. You're going to be absolutely against him or you're going to be for him. In fact, that's going to be the clarion call of this church. If you come here, either you're going to be all for him, all for him, all sold out, or you're going to be all against him. So you might not want to come, but I'm telling you, God is dividing that line. He's, he's doing that in our nation. But we've got to pray, and, and we're going to pray. You know, Christianity, maybe years ago, maybe there was... Uh, you know, maybe it was an easy thing. You went to Sunday church, you went to dinner on the ground, and, and then you forgot about it and lived like whatever, you know. You, it ain't that way anymore. In fact, if you even desire to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. If they're going after the president, do you, what do you think they're going to do after? If they were to succeed, they're going to come after you. It's not, the battle is not about Trump. The battle is about a standard that God is raising up. And I'm not saying all the men in the White House are righteous. And I'm not saying, man, we need Jesus. We need revival in all these areas, the staff and all these things, you know. So we're not, we're not saying that, but we're saying we're not going to let this happen. And so I found in the Bible, can you believe in the Bible? In the Bible, a plot to kill Paul. It's identical with what's happening today. You've got to see it to believe it. I mean, if you already know what I'm talking about. So look over there in Acts chapter 23. This is an amazing... You know, the Bible is, never ceases to amaze me. There are answers to every single issue, problem, difficulty, challenge that any nation, anyone will ever face. How I many of you know that? It may not be in there exactly, you know, uh, uh, you know, for example, my wife, I didn't find her name in the Bible... I just knew that if I put my trust in him, that God was going to honor me with a, with a godly woman. And, and I had the scriptures and she became... No, actually, you are in the Bible. Surely, goodness and mercy. And I've said that before. You know, Surely, she'll follow me all the days of my life. So I did find it in the Bible. No, look at this. This is great. All right. Verse 11, Acts 23. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. In other words, right there, it's in red. The words are in red. Jesus said, Paul, you are going to go to Rome. You're going to testify of me. You have a purpose in Rome. Now, all hell came against Paul to keep him from getting to Rome. I'm going to show you this. And when it was day, verse 12, some of the establishment or the elite, or some say the deep state. Actually, it's written the Jews. Say the Jews. Now, here's the Jews. But I know you could put in there the establishment. Do you, you see what I'm talking about? Okay, so let's say. And when it was day, some of those banded together and they bound themselves under an oath. They said they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now, there were many more than 40 who had formed this conspiracy. So they came to the chief priest, and we said, we bound ourselves together under a great oath. We're not going to eat anything until we kill him. And they wanted to do away with him. Now, this is a biblical parallel that I see in the Scripture of how we can respond and how we can pray. So let, let's look at this. First of all, in verse 15 and 16. 
Now you, therefore, together with the council, suggest to the commander that he be brought down to you tomorrow as though you were going to make further inquiries. But we are ready to kill him before he comes near. So first of all, they had bound themselves in an oath to kill Paul. Now it's shocking, you guys know this. Don't you know there is a plot, I guarantee, I believe Rodney, there is an absolute plot to do away with President Trump. If the church sits by and says, well, that's nice, some of them may agree. Well, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I'm telling you, we're to pray for those in authority. We do not only do not agree, we're going to interfere with the devil's plans. I believe from this very altar and pulpit, in our simple little prayer times, we have greatly affected the kingdom of darkness. I guarantee you we have. One day we'll find out. Later on, I'm going to share you some examples but they bound themselves I remember the night before the election I dreamt I was reading Psalm 74 and Psalm 78 and in Psalm 74 verse 23 it says arise O God plead your own cause remember how the foolish man reproaches you daily do not forget the voice of the enemies the tumult of those who rise up against you increases continually and I felt like the Lord said that there will be a continual rising assault against this man who I'm putting into office. And then the second thing, look in chapter 24, verse 4 through verse 6. Nevertheless, so they appear to Felix. Nevertheless, not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you, hear by your courtesy a few words. For we have found this man a plague a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout all the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarene. He even tried to profane the temple and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. So secondly, we see that he is accused of sedition and actually you could probably put in there collusion. You know the whole Russian collusion story is a fake story. How many of you know that? Those that are actually accusing the president of collusion are guilty of collusion. They're absolutely guilty. God's going to pull the skirt off of it very soon. Because nothing hidden. The Bible says there's nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. We're going to pray that. But this is, you know, the things. And you know, whatever you accuse somebody else of, you're probably guilty of. How many of you know that? If you want to know what's in somebody's heart, where do you, where do you go? You listen to what they say. So if they're accusing, if somebody, now listen, we're relating this to us. Somebody accuses you of something. If you had x-ray glasses, you could look in the heart. You'd probably see that very thing they're accusing you of deep inside the recesses of their heart. That's just what the Bible teaches. Okay. And then chapter 24, verse 13, uh, 10. I got a lot to share. Don't, don't get restless. Don't go to sleep. Don't run out. If you run out, I'm coming after you. No, I'm going to send Dylan after you. We're going to get you. I got good news. All right, chapter 24, verse 10. Then Paul, after the governors nodded, they started in as much as I know that you've been for many years a judge of this nation, because you may ascertain that it is no more than 12 days since I went to you. But look in verse um, 13, or verse 12. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone or inciting the crowd, either in the synagogue or in the city. They couldn't find anything against him, basically. Look in verse 13. Nor could they prove the things of which they accused me. So next, there were unfounded accusations. 
They have never proven the Russian collusion story. It has never been proven. The reason it's not been proven is because there are things hidden on one of the political party's personal computers that they will not turn over to the FBI. It would settle a lot of the questions, but they don't want the FBI to find out what's on that particular political party's computers. Are you with me? Because if they found out, they would be in a lot of trouble. Now look in verse chapter, chapter 25, verse 1. And now when Festus had come to the province, after three days he went up from Caesarea, then the high priest and the chief men of the Jews informed me, and they petitioned, asking a favor against him that he would summon him to Jerusalem while they lay in ambush along the road to kill him. And uh, that's what's happening now, what Rodney was referring to. There are things that are happening to try to get the president to fall into an ambush. Now, we can deliver him, we can pray for him to be delivered out of those ambushes. I mean, if you know that. The Scriptures talk about that. Let me show you something real quick. Everybody's still with me. We're going to come back. Say, I'm still with you. We hadn't even got started yet. Look over in Psalm 35. Now, this is amazing Scripture. Psalm 35. Mr. President, if I could get your attention, you should pray. Psalm 35. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive against me. And you pray this prayer against those who are striving against you because the adversary, the accuser. Fight against those who fight against me. Verse 3. And draw out the spear and stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let, let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. How many of you know you can pray that against those spiritual enemies that are plotting your hurt? You can pray that. God, turn it on them. Draw out your spear, O God, against those who plotted against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Do you know there are angels that come along and chase your enemies away from you? How many of you could use some of that? How about today? Lord, we just pray for that today. Lord, we pray that there will be a whole host of angels to come and chase away the enemies that are pursuing your people every day. For without cause, verse 7, they've hidden their net for me in a pit which they've dug without cause. Let destruction come upon him unexpectedly and let his net that he has hidden catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. And then you'll remember Psalm 57, 6. It says, and this is a prayer. We've got to learn to pray these things. That they have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. And you should pray that. God, the adversary, the enemies of my soul. Lord, I pray that they would fall into the very pit that they've dug for me to fall into. That you would rescue me and they themselves would fall. And now let's go back to... Uh, our text in Acts, look in chapter 25. The story, the plot is still unfolding against Paul. Verse 7, For when he had come, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood against him, laid many serious complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. Say they couldn't prove. But they still, still leveled the serious charges. Charges where there were no proof. Now look in chapter 25, verse 24. And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all the men who are here present with us, whom you see this man about whom the whole assembly of the Jews petitioned, both at Jerusalem, crying out that he was not fit to live any longer. 
It even went so far to say that Paul, he's not even fit to live. So just do away with him. How many of you know there's some right now that have said that against our president? And they're saying that against you, too, your spiritual enemies. And then look in, this is how it ends. Look in chapter 26, verse 24. Now as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I'm not mad. I'm not crazy. Most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and wisdom. And so the last thing is, you know what they do? They accuse Paul of being crazy. Now, can I just give you a little heads up on what's going to start happening on television? You're going to start seeing psychiatrists being interviewed on CNN and NBC reporting how Donald Trump has gone insane. And you know what you can tell people? Guess what? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. The devil's tactics are the same. He doesn't change. You get... Now, I'm not saying our president's radical for Jesus. He needs to be. We're praying he does. He's just kind of a new... He's, you know, things are newly happening, letting people pray for him. You let a bunch of spirit-filled guys like Rodney Howard Brown lay hands on you, you, you in trouble. Something's going to happen to you. Holy Ghost City, I'm telling you, this is going to get interesting in the next, you know, so many times. But we got to know what's happening. Now, what do we do what, as a church? Well, look in chapter 23 real quick. Say, I'm still with you. You know, you got to be with me here because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going against this stuff. i got to tell you this. I was on that direct TV program the other day, and they were finishing up. I thought it was about to wind down and so some caller calls in and he asks a question about free he said can you be a mason and be a christian i wasn't prepared for that i hadn't planned out of my spirit went no on direct tv and then i started talking about baal and deep you if baal is god then worship him if god is god worship him i told shirley after i'm glad i didn't have time to think about that I wouldn't have known what to say. But now you know I had a little time to think about this. But I'm telling you, the Word of God will not return void. God's going to use this Word. He's going to use that Word to crumble the foundations of darkness in our nation. We're going to believe for a great spiritual awakening. And we're not accepting plan B or plan C or plan D. We're believing God. Now what are we going to do as a church about this? Where are we going to pray? But look in chapter 24. Here it is, right here in verse 13. Actually, look back in verse 11. But the following night, the Lord stood before me, or, or stood by him. Now, we need the Lord to stand beside, beside our president in this hour. we got to pray, God, let him know that you're standing with him. Now, look over in chapter 24 and verse 13. 13. Nor can they prove the things of which they accuse me, but this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets. I have hope in God. Say, I have hope in God. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead. 
This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and without man. So here's what we do, and here's what our president should do. Number one, make your public confession clear and concise. Be careful what you tweet. Be clear in your public confession before men. And our own confession, we declare Jesus Christ is our Lord, period. So we confess that. Secondly, we worship the God of our fathers. Now, you know, we're standing on generations so far, not that many, but a few generations of Americans who loved and worshiped God. And we're standing on their shoulders. And uh, I did hear, or I saw where our president tweeted that America doesn't worship government, we worship God. And I say, Amen. God bless you for doing that. And then thirdly, we believe. Know what we believe. Know in whom you have believed. And you are persuaded that, you're, that he's able to keep what you've committed unto him. And we got to believe. Know what you believe. Everything you and I say we believe, we're going to be tested to see if we really believe it. Are you ready for the test? You know how you used to get tests in college? If you went to college or say high school wherever you finished up, and they were going to give you a test, and they would say, are you ready for the test? I would always say no. Now, Shirley probably said yes. She was, you know, she was always ready. I'm always hoping. I, I think, I think, I think I'm ready. Can you help me get ready quickly? Last minute, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm just telling you. Anybody else like that, last minute, you know, you cram it in and all, but but we've got to be ready for the test. So we've got to know what we believe. And then next, have hope in God. And sometimes the things that happen to us, God will use the assailing against the enemy, the assault against the enemy, to actually bring the hope that we're looking for. God has a way of turning things around. And then have a clear conscience before God first and then before man. Does that make sense? And then we just, we've got to pray. So I want to pray. Would you join me? I got some other stuff after the offering I want to share, but we got to pray for our president. It ain't going to happen on our watch. Are you guys good? They took out Kennedy. You know why? Now, we don't have time to get into the whole story. Rodney could tell you about it. He's writing a book on it. We'll get it in our, in our bookstore. Kennedy went against the establishment, and they took him out. They tried to take Reagan out. Okay, so I want you to stand. Some of you are wondering where in the world. All I know, listen, just love me and let's just pray together that God will intervene, okay? They're not going to take out our president. How many of you are in agreement? All right, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're just one congregation in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. And Lord, we thank you. There are many right now praying all over America. We don't know. Some churches have, they don't even have the foggiest. We don't know. But all we know is, we know, and to those who know, but to much is given, much is required. So, Lord, we just pray right now that God, the enemy that has set a plot against the president, that the enemy would fall into the ditch which they themselves have dug for our president. We ask you, God, to uncover the plans, uncover the ambush. We ask you, God, to expose those things that are being planned in secret. Let them be shouted on the mountaintop. And God, we ask you to deliver this man because just as Paul, he was to go to Rome, there was a destiny and a purpose. We pray that our president would not leave the office until he has fulfilled the destiny and purpose for which God placed him in there for. 
And God, we pray that for our own lives, that nothing would be able to run us off, be able to do a sin, be able to cut us short of life from till we accomplish the purpose of God in our lives. So, Lord, we thank you we can pray that. And, God, we just want to take that psalm serious. Would you cause angels to run after and scatter the enemies that are pursuing, Lord, the leaders of our nation and pursuing the church in this nation at this hour? Lord, we thank you this is not our battle. It's your battle. We're engaged, but you are the captain of the Lord of hosts, and you're a man of war. And so, God, rise up. Scatter the enemies. God, be glorified. Do something absolutely amazing in our nation. God, one more time, would you do, would you pour out a great awakening on our nation? Would you send revival across America from the north, the south, the east, and the west? And God, do something. Lord, touch the millennials. Touch our children. Touch the aged. Touch the middle aged. God, touch every denomination, we pray. And we thank you for it. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.